All right now. All right. All night. Yeah. All day. Still all night again. And all day. Oh, goodness. Angels watching over me. Can you feel it down in your bones? Did you let it come into your body and rest all the way down till it was like around your ankles and just filling you full? You know that's God's love just embracing you so that you know it through and through. It's not just your head. It's not just the way you feel at the moment, but it's deep. It's got you. It's got you. You're living into that flow of love that comes in and out of you, and the whole world is reborn into that place of Christmas where God says, are you ready? Christ, the child, is being born again. Are you ready? The chains are going to be broken. All oppression shall cease. That we're saying again, the chains shall be broken and all oppression shall cease. Oh, holy night. It is the night that we celebrate God coming anew into our lives this season. And we've been preparing. We've been preparing through Advent for what it means to be ready. You know, what it means to be ready for that to happen in our lives. Are we open to the possibilities? Are we able to lean into something new that God may have for us this season? You know, sometimes we think we are, and then we might just hesitate a little bit. And say, oh, God, come on in and say, well, I didn't mean that much. You know, just give an inch, and you better watch out. Are you ready this season for the Christ child to come again into your heart and into your life? That knowing of love deep down in your bones, mind, body, soul, that God loves you that much, that the chains will be broken. You know, this reading starts with the angels. Whenever they show up, it says, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. You know, and I think there's probably some reason it always starts that way. That over 365 times in the Bible, it's some sort of figure saying, don't be afraid. They've got a calendar out, one for each different verse, you know, the scripture. And they didn't use all the don't be afraid verses. So there's some message that permeates our scripture, the Old Testament, the New Testament, don't be afraid. But still, there's something about the presence, something about getting knocked upside the head by God, by an angel, that sometimes makes us a little bit of afraid, you know, what are we in for here? Here we are, these shepherds in the dark of night, doing what we're supposed to do, going about our own business. So we may be grazing on someone else's property, but we're doing things the way we've always done it. And then this angel comes up, bam, wake up, wake up. Don't be afraid. Oh, my goodness. What did it look like for you? I don't know about I put a picture up here of an angel, if I'll show it to you in a second. You know, sometimes when your eyes are just used to the dark, it's kind of like one of those headlights that are halogen on full steam behind you in the rearview mirror, and you're just blinded for a moment of time. Can I even see? Don't be afraid. So something about the experience outside the normal. Are we ready to lean into it? So they caution us. You know, oh, you must have meant the shepherds on the other pasture. Right? Those other guys over there, those are the ones you meant to call upon tonight, you know? And we're just shepherds. We're the ones on the outside of town. We sleep outdoors. We sleep with the sheep. We might even have fleas. Are you sure we're the ones you're meant to have this message for? Don't be afraid. I've come to bring you a message of great joy for all people. Luke's trying to tell us something here. He's going to those right on the margins and saying, I've got a message for all people. And you are the ones that are going to carry it through. 
going to the ones pushed out. You will carry my message that I am being born anew right now. And the people you think you've waited 400 years, you won't believe what we've got in store after you're waiting all this long time. So those angels come into our lives. Sometimes they startle us. But you know, the shepherds, did you notice the transformation? Did you see it in like one verse of scripture, the transformation? Because here they are on top of the mountain. Don't be afraid. And then they're told to go. They're said to go down. Okay? Go on down and tell this story. Okay? And as they go down to tell the story, something happens to them. Did you see it? The shepherds, the ones people want to keep on the outskirts, the ones they don't necessarily want to see. The shepherds, they became angels. Did you notice? Isn't that what angel means, messenger of God? Here the, here the shepherds go down into Bethlehem just for that time to bring this message. Christ's child's being born. Let's go check it out. And in that, those few steps down the mountain to carry the word they've been given, they are what? Angels. But you know what? They still look like shepherds. Yeah. And the people believed them. Oh, my goodness. What does that say for us? Have you had any angels show up in your regular work life this week? Did you? Did you see any of them? Right. Did you recognize yourself when you were being an angel in your week? Because that's what this story is telling us. Each and every one of you become an angel when you carry forward this message. God says, I've been here all along, all these 400 years. I'm here now, and I'm doing it in a new way so that you can get it again this time. Go tell the good news for all God's people. This child is being born. Chains will be broken. Oppression shall cease. Don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. I have been and will be always with you right there. No matter what your fears are, no matter if you're afraid that I'm not enough, you're telling the wrong person, or I don't have enough, or, you know, I might look successful, but I'm really, I really feel like a fraud. You know, whatever the fears you have in your daily life, whatever those fears are that come up to keep you from leaning into the possibility that God has for you, whatever those fears are, you can name your own that keep you from looking beyond your calendar, looking beyond the next appointment, and wondering what angel is in your life right then and there and what angel you are called to be. See, we've got this great commission. Go and tell that I love you. Go and tell that I will do anything for you to know that I love you. Know it deep down in your bones. That's what this Christmas story is about. But when the angels come, sometimes we just fall back into that fear, into the familiar. You know, it's just too much. We need to learn to lean into the possibilities, to lean into what God's asking us to do and to be. And sometimes that's just a big leap of trust. Because I know about these other things. I might have to unlearn some things I know in order to lean in the possibilities for God to work in my life. One time this happened to me, a friend of mine, Debbie, uh, she had been sober about a year, and things were starting to go much better in her life. Uh, we were roommates together, and because things were going better, she actually got an award from her work. And a part of that work was tickets for two to Banff, Canada to go skiing. 
And I was lucky enough to be her roommate and get taken on this wonderful trip with her. And we went on this trip, these two Texas people who had never skied before in their life. We thought we might try. So we got there in this beautiful space, Lake Louise, outside of Banff. And while we were there, we did the bunny slopes, you know, the little kid slopes. We were trying to make ourselves confident, you know. We didn't want to lean into the possibilities too fast, right? So we did the bunny slopes to start off with. We felt like we got them, and, and the little ones kept zipping by so fast, you know, just kept zipping by. They didn't even have poles to keep them upright, and they were doing just fine. So we felt challenged by this, and we said, we can try that and do a little bit better. And so we got lessons from a ski instructor and was taking us around some little bit harder places than the bunny slopes, but not much, but a little bit harder. And she kept trying to coach us. She said, no, if you stay too close to the mountain like that, it's not going to work. You need to lean out into this space, into this void. You need to lean out into it. If you lean out into that, then you will be able to ski. And I'm looking at her like she's crazy. And then after trying a couple of times, I say to her, you know what, that's just counterintuitive. And she looked at me and she, you tell by the look on her face, she knew she had problems. <laughs> that's just counterintuitive. And she knew she had to get me out of my head in order to be able to not hug on to that mountain so tight. Because when you're skiing, the mountain looks nice and close, and you know if you fall, you're going to just go this far. But if you're leaning out, if you're leaning out, you think, oh, my God, look how far I might go. Ooh. So she tried again. It didn't work. Tried again. It didn't work. So she said, I've got to get these people out of their heads. And so she made us do the bunny hop on skis. Here we are with all the other adults on the ski slope, and we're going... Up and down, in our skis, up and down. She's trying to get us to move from our heads, the fearful place we were, into our bodies, to let it be fun and joyful again, to let us try and open the part of us that might experiment, the part of us that might lean into the possibilities that actually we could ski. Because when you lean away from the mountain, your skis actually get the angle, and you can direct yourself. If you stay too close to the mountain, you just fall into it. You know, so you have to lean out into that space in order to find your way down and direct yourself down. But I hadn't experienced that yet. To me, it was just a void. And finally, after all the bunny hopping and everything, she led us on our own, and we fell down the mountain quite a few times on that trip. But we had to listen and get back into our bodies, let it go all the way down into our ankles until we could be free again to wonder what it would be like to just try to just not be afraid of something new, to try something different in our lives. And I imagine there's lots of things that come to us in our lives where we want to, we say, God, where's the bunny slope? Let's start off small. You know, where's the angel that's going to teach me how to take the very next step? Will I notice if the angel is there? Because the angel is going to look just like us. What will it be like in my life for that to happen? Well, Debbie and I didn't get hurt. We made it all the way down several times, and if we fell, it was okay. Have you seen Queen Latifah in that movie, Last Holiday? Where she's experimenting, she's going into all these new possibilities because she's lost her fear because she thinks she might die soon. And so, she, see that wonderful picture of it up there? 
She goes down the mountain, and she's just praying. She doesn't hurt herself or anybody else. And sometimes we take those chances, and we, we go for it. We lean into the possibilities. Can we try? God says, don't be shaken. I'm with you each and every step of the way. Each and every step of the way. All night and all day, you can do it. Reach out into the possibility of what it means to be born anew, the Christ child again this season within you. What would it take? What would it be for you? Some of our folks here experienced a closer to home. They didn't have to go climb a mountain, but some of them went pole dancing this week. And you might wonder that, what that means about leaning into new possibilities. One of them has a boa on. Oh, sh So a, a group... A group of our, of our family, women of all kinds and shapes and sizes and ages, you know, those identified as women decided that they would go and wonder what this was like for them. I'm sure some of them walked up to that pole bar and thought the same thing I thought when I was looking out into that space. Like, oh my God. But what did it mean to come back to who they are? What did it mean to take a step into that possibility? What does it mean to love me, to love my body, to let God be known all the way in my bones, and that it's good? We are invited over and over again in all experiences to finally get to those places where we find sacred knowing, sacred knowing that we trust in the love that God has with us deep within our souls and bodies and minds and hearts throughout, that it becomes core so that we are not shaken and even if our knees are knobbly, we're still leaning into the possibilities that God has for us. We're still leaning into them because we know God is with us. Over the series of the sacred, we started out talking about different kinds of being sacred. The first one was sacred time. When we talked about sacred time, and there should be a slide with this coming up, we talked about what it meant to not be so busy, to stop, to pause, to breathe. And as we breathe, to invite God into whatever the moment was, sacred time, to invite God into whatever the moment was, whether it was pole dancing or skiing or just getting through the next task at hand or washing dishes, what does it mean to invite God into the next moment with us in our lives? So we had to breathe, to breathe that possibility in. And then we went to sacred people. And in sacred people, we talked, what does it mean with sacred people, like Mother Teresa does, to see Christ in each and every person she encounters? And to know when we see Christ in each and every person we encounter, we see Christ within us, that that divinity is shared, that they are angels and we are angels. Can your eyes see it? Can you live into the possibility of Christ in each and every person and in you? And that makes you divine. Can you breathe into that possibility as a sacred person, a sacred creation of God? We went from sacred people then into, excuse me, sacred space. What does it mean for you to be able to create space around yourself where you can find yourself over and over again? Where it makes it easier, whether you're lighting a candle or uh, listening to music, a favorite rocker, where it makes it easy for you to invite God in and to get in touch with that divinity. What is it for you? We invited you to remember times and spaces where you found yourself over and over again because in those places you felt whole, you knew your heart and your head. 
no sacred spaces. And when we put all those together, when we put all of that together, breathing God in, seeing Christ and others in ourself, when we create the space around us, we find ways to nurture the sacred knowing, the knowing that connects our minds and our hearts and our bodies, the knowing that connects us with others, the knowing that says, I'm with you and I love you always, trust, lean into the possibility, trust. The child's going to be born again. Have you prepared? Is it ready in your heart and your body for Jesus to be born again this season? That sacred knowing, do we trust God's love deep, deep, deep in our bones? Instead of up where just our fears play, are we ready to invite that love deep within ourselves so that we can respond this holiday season to this invitation? Be my angels. You are divine. I made you so. That transformation that the shepherds had, or this transformation each and every one of you have, trust it deep, deep, deep down in your bones. I am with you, inside you, a part of you, and a part of everyone you meet in all things. There's not a spot where I am not. You are mine, and I am yours. Let us do this together. And I have a little formula for putting this out that I've been thinking about. Our head. You know, you talk about your IQ quotient, your intelligence quotient. You all know that number? Some of you ever get tested on it? Hope it didn't give you a complex. But sometimes we, we use our knowledge, but we don't let it keep us in fear. We use our EQ, our emotional quotient. We use what our intuition, what our feelings tell us, but we don't let fear of being hurt stop us. We lean into those possibilities. We let our BQ our body quotient, the knowledge that our spirits, our souls, our, our bones tell us what is true. We hold all that together. Soul, spirit, heart, our body. Hold all that together and we invite God. We invite God to make it even more clear God's place in our lives. Because God says anything that's separate from me is just an illusion. I have been there all along and will continue to be there the rest of your life. This is sacred knowing. Are you ready to sacredly know? To let go of anything that promotes the fear, to live into it, to tip into the possibilities of what God invites us to do in Advent. Advent is anti-fear preparation. Advent is get ready for love, because here it comes. Are you ready for the chains to break? Are you ready for oppression to cease? Whether it's in your own mind or in systems that create injustice, are you ready for God to be born anew in such a way that all night, all day, you know, you know, and you will never be shaken. Thanks be to God. Amen.